the book of Matthew chapter 5. I want to talk tonight about the power of light. It really is amazing and incredible, the power of light. We think of a traffic signal, red, green, yellow, the power to move us along in a city. We think of the lights at a crosswalk, how one person pushing a button so to illuminate a set of lights can stop many vehicles that one person might cross. If you ever stepped up to a crosswalk, you're instantly given power. You press that button and you have the power to stop cars. The power of light truly is incredible. What would we do without light? I believe we often underestimate the power of light. Not only in the world, we understand it's there. A lot of times we don't even think about it. We come into a room and we just take it for granted. We wake up in the morning and we take the sunrise for granted. We go about our day and we pass through underneath the traffic lights and we just take them for granted. We don't really think about them except we think about them in order to proceed or slow down or stop. But I think we often underestimate the power of light and so too in our Christian walk. That we are called light and the Lord has made us light and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. That we often underestimate the power and therefore we live way below the potential that God desires. The power of light, light influences, it's full of ability to bring change, ability to affect situation, circumstance. Jesus said in Matthew 5, verses 14 to 16, you are the light of the world. So you can receive that right now. You are the light of the world. It doesn't say your neighbor, although it's applying to them as well, but all of us, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And I wonder, is it that we are underestimating the power of light and so we never step up and never press the button? Lights never flash and the traffic just keeps on rolling. I wonder if we're underestimating the power of light in our own life, if we're underestimating the power of light in the church community, if we're underestimating the power of the gospel, Jesus' light in a city. And because we're underestimating it, it's not shining like it should. It's not being illuminated in certain environments. Because we've underestimated the power. If I walk up to a crosswalk and I underestimate the power of the light, I might not press it. Or I might wait until there's a break in the cars and try and make my way through. Now, you can do that in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, but you can't do that in some of the big cities of the world. You're in trouble. you got to find a crosswalk 
And the ones we're talking about tonight are the ones at the light. And I like to go running, and when I come to this one place, there's a lot of traffic. And I try and wait to be, you know, mindful of the vehicles because I know what it's like when one person presses the button. You know what I'm talking about? And you stop, and they go by, and you're sitting there for two, three minutes. Like, I hope you have a good run, you know. And it can be real frustrating. And so I, wait, I try and wait. But there are often times where there's so much traffic going, it's impossible. And so I have to press the button, and they all stop. And I run across, and, you know, it takes me about whatever, a couple of seconds to run across the street. And then they're waiting, and I feel so bad every time, you know. Like, Lord, I pray that I am a bright light. And they're getting saved right now in their car. You're doing something, Lord. But, you know, have we underestimated the power of light and therefore it's under a basket? Or has lack of response to the light driven us into hiding? You know, sometimes in our Christian walk, because we don't see any response, we're in a realm of education, in a school, we're at a place of occupation, wherever it is, and we're shining, we're shining, we're shining for Jesus. We're doing all the right thing. We're shining, we're shining, we're shining for Jesus. And we see no response, and therefore, it drives us into hiding. Because what's it doing anyways? And we're underestimating that the Lord is working beyond what we can see. God is testing people. He's proving people. He's calling people. He's drawing people. He's giving them an opportunity. We are not the ones that save people. We are just called to do what light is called to do and to be what light is called to be. And so we simply shine. I want to say tonight, God has given you light. And it is not natural light, although it affects the natural. The light we have been given is supernatural, and it has supernatural ability. I don't want to tone it down or downplay it because why make this human? Why make this a natural thing when God has made it a supernatural thing that will affect the natural for the glory of God? He has not only given us light, he has in fact made us light. Matthew 5.14 reads, you are the light of the world. That's a pretty powerful statement. You are the light. Maybe you're saying right now, well, of my small world, well, that's a good start. Grab hold of that and run with it. But God is saying you are the light of the world. The J.B. Phillips New Testament, you are the world's light. And the message reads, you're here to be light. Do you realize why you're here? Or you could say, do you realize where you are, why you're there? I mean, we could just mess it up with words tonight. But you understand what I'm saying? You're here, you're there to be light. That's what the Lord is saying to us. Listen to these words. If you found a cure for cancer, wouldn't it be inconceivable to hide it from the rest of mankind? How much more inconceivable to keep silent the cure from the eternal wages of death? See, what is the purpose of light? To shine. The purpose of light is to be light. To illuminate the darkness. I want to encourage us tonight to use what God has given us and to be what God has created us to be and to function according to God's design and to do what light is created to do. Here are some of the things light is created to do. Shine, illuminate, draw attention, gain attention, command action, affect environment, affect motion, push back, 
darkness. You are the light. That's what the Word is saying tonight. That's what the Lord is saying to us. You are the light. The J.B. Phillips reads, verses 14 to 16, You are the world's light. It is impossible to hide a town built on the top of a hill. Men do not light a lamp and put it under a bucket. They put it on a lampstand and it gives light for everybody in the house. Let your light shine like that in the sight of men. Let them see the good things you do and praise your Father in heaven. So the word of the Lord to us tonight, you are the world's light. You are the world's light. The word of the Lord to us, men do not light a lamp and put it under a bucket. They put it on a lampstand and it gives light for everybody in the house. And the word of the Lord to us tonight, let your light shine like this. Let your light shine like that in the sight of men. Let them see the good things you do and praise your Father in heaven. Now, we did not light ourselves. And this is important to recognize, realize, understand. It'll put humility in us. We did not light ourselves. The Lord lit us. It is the Lord that makes us light. Now, the Lord is working in our lives, working with our lives, and He is putting us the Word says, on lampstands. God is putting us on lampstands. He's actually placing us on lampstands. And I trust you can receive this tonight. I believe He's putting us and placing us in different areas in society, different locations in this city, different environments. The Lord is setting His lights on lampstands. And He's intentional with where He places us. He knows where He needs us. He knows where He wants us. And so we accept the role. I trust. The Lord is placing us on lampstands. The light that we are was designed to shine. It was destined to shine. God doesn't place us in an environment to not shine. There's more to this. It's just not a natural job. It's just not natural education. Although that is a part of life, but we are placed in these environments for the glory of God, that He might use us to shine. That as we shine before men and they see our good works, as they see the light of Christ in us, really it is His light that they might turn and praise our Heavenly Father. Now, I've never seen a light grab a bucket or a basket and put it over itself. I don't know about you. I've never seen a light grab a bucket or a basket and put it over itself. And here's what I want us to realize, and we know it full well here tonight. We have, as humans, free will. We all have free will. And this is a beautiful thing. If you think your walk with the Lord would be easier if you had no free will, well, I thank God that we're not a bunch of robots. Free will is a beautiful thing. And we all have it. When it comes to us as light, we decide whether or not we are going to live a basketed life. Or 
Really? A basket case life. You might say, well, that sounds kind of silly tonight, but that's what it does to our Christianity. We can basket our own life, and it's true that the enemy comes to basket our lives. He actually comes to turn us into a basket case. It might sound silly tonight, but that's really what the enemy comes to do, to turn us into a basket case. That We take our life for whatever reason. We take the light for whatever reason, and we put a basket over it, and we don't shine. We only take it off when we stroll into church. And it's like as soon as we get to the door, we put it back on for whatever reason. It could be fear, intimidation, pride, fear of man. It could be that we just don't simply see results. We're out there every day, and it's like nothing's happening. We still love the Lord. We want to honor him. But out there, we don't see it affecting and bringing change, and so we basket our lives. And really, our Christianity becomes a basket case. That's what happens. And so we have this thing called free will, but God is desiring that we would cry out for his will and that we bring our will in line with his will and that we would be the real thing. When we leave this place, no matter what comes our way, no matter what we face, the good, the bad, the ugly, we shine. Because we are light, and that's what God has made us. And so that's what we're going to do. We are going to serve that purpose. You know, the enemy uses people, circumstance, situation, discouragement, fear, pride, temptation, and sin, and the list goes on to try and get us to not shine, to try and get us to become a basket case. Watchman Nee said these words, The devil abhors light and truth because these remove the ground of his working. And so the enemy is going to do everything he can and bring little things along the way, big things along the way, medium size, all sizes to try and get us to basket our life. Like get to church and shine if you want, but as soon as you leave the doors, get the basket on. It's not worth it out there. And you know how the enemy plays with our minds? Nobody's responding. You've been trying for so long. Your prayers aren't affecting change. Your good conduct, does it really matter? It starts wearing away at us. Trying to dim us down and get us to basket our life. You know, I pray that we understand how incredible it is that we have been made light. The Lord actually has made us light. It's such a privilege. It's an honor. What an opportunity. This is not natural. I pray that we understand we have been stationed. We've actually been placed on lampstands by the very hand of God. And this will continue throughout the course of our lifetime. You know, I pray that we look at our lampstand through the eyes of the Lord rather than through the eyes of the flesh and we see it as glorious. Wherever God has placed us, that we actually look at it and see it as glorious rather than seeing it as just natural or seeing it as something else. You know, you might look at what God has called you to and where he has placed you and perhaps you keep hoping and longing for something else. I want to encourage us all tonight. Why don't we be what God has created us to be And why don't we shine where God has placed us to shine? 
And if things change in the future, so be it, Lord. But for now, it's time to shine. Free yourself of unnecessary anxiety. Anxiety that is messing with your light, it's messing with you. Be anxious for no thing. Listen to this quote. I love this one. If God calls you to be a missionary, don't stoop to be a king. Wow. So what are you talking about? That's messed up. No, it's not. You're messed up if you think that's messed up. If God has called you to be a missionary, don't stoop to be a king. Well, I mean, a king's an upgrade. Well, is it? Maybe in the eyes of man. But is it in the eyes of God? You see, we look at our role in the kingdom where God's put us. You could talk about servanthood in the church. God has gifted us all differently. If God has made you, and we could say tonight, whatever it is, don't stoop to be something else that you think is greater when God doesn't need you there. Out there in the world, we're always looking for the greater thing, the greater thing. Why don't we look at the great thing that God is doing, the great place he has placed us. If it changes in the future, so be it, God. It's, it's up to you. But right now you've placed me here. I believe in your divine appointment. You are, you're actually marking out my steps. And so here I am, and so I'm going to honor it. If it changes, glory to God. But just, just relax in it. Some people are so frustrated because they can't handle what they are. They want to be something else. Just relax and let God be God. Get the frustration out of your life. It actually starts to affect other people. It starts to affect the community of believers. And it really affects you in a major way. And so again, you know, if God calls you to be a missionary, don't stoop to be a king. I trust you can receive that. You fill in the blank with whatever that is tonight. Again, our text, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, I want to say this tonight. Nobody can basket us unless we give in. Nobody can basket us unless we give in. Cannot be hidden. You are stronger than you think. We are stronger than we think. The light is stronger than we think it is. Three points tonight. Real quick. Number one, you are light. I just want to encourage every person here tonight, all of us, to start confessing it and start living it. You are light. Start confessing it. Start living it. Wake up in the morning. I am light. I don't know if you need to write that. I, I had this weird thought last night. You know, what would be the one phrase? I stood in front of the mirror. This is real silly. I don't know why I'm sharing it. I stood there and thought, if I woke up every morning and I was looking in the mirror and one thing, you know, what would I tattoo across my chest that would just, you know, really, because you're not wearing a shirt all the time. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to... Whatever, hopefully they do it the right way so it reflects back in the mirror. I wouldn't have a messed up day. But just what's that one thing? And maybe right now you need to wake up for the next week or the next month and just look in the mirror and say, I am light. 
God has made me light. Before you leave, and you say, that sounds silly. Well, try it. It might work. I am light. And see, it's not some empty words that we are declaring. These are not man-made words. God has said it. And so actually declaring his word into our life. I am light. We start confessing it and we start living it. Acts 13, 47 reads, For so the Lord has commanded us, I have set you as light to the Gentiles, that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. The Amplified. For so the Lord has charged us, saying, I have set you to be a light for the Gentiles or the heathen, that you may bring eternal salvation to the uttermost parts of the earth. I mean, that's just incredible. You are light. Number two tonight, recognize your lampstand. The Voice Bible, I have appointed you a light to the nations beyond Israel so you can bring redemption to every corner of the earth. How many know if God's going to do something like that or bring salvation to a city, he needs lampstands throughout the city? He doesn't need us all doing exactly the same thing, working in exactly the same mechanic shop, going to exactly the same school, going to exactly the same barber, getting your nails done at the exact same, you know what I'm saying? God sets us in places because his desire is that a city would be saved. And so if we only ever stay on the north side, how are the south side people going to get saved? They need a lot of salvation. Way more than the people on the north side. And that's just because I live on the north side. And I've grown up here, and I'm real fond of it. And if you're from the south side, I pray for you. And it's a wonderful place, too. I'm just kidding. It's all good. It's God's city. Now, it's one thing if we're off doing our own thing and running our own life, placing ourselves on lampstands, human ones. I just want to caution us tonight not to be those that are running around trying to place ourselves on lampstands. Because that's not the placement of God. And so we're crying out that he would lead us and he would guide us. You know, if we are humble and surrendered and desperate for the Lord to use us as he determines and sees fit and desires and needs, he will take us and he will place us exactly where he needs us. We have to believe it. That's the truth of his word. You know, ask tonight, do we want to be where we need to be or where God needs us to be? Where God needs us and wants us to be is where we actually need and want to be when we peel back all the human layers. When you really get down to it, God, whatever you call me to. But then there's all these human layers that start to pile up. <laughs> and then we're, we're not content. But when you peel back all those human layers, Lord, where I need to be and want to be is where you need me to be and where you want me to be. And so we rest in that and relax our lives in his will. Number three, honor the lampstand. You know, we touched on this. I just want to say, don't treat the placement of the Lord as meaningless. Don't treat the placement of the Lord as small. Don't treat the placement of the Lord with contempt. Don't treat it as common. Don't treat it as natural, wherever you've been placed. I mean, how many know 
if God places us somewhere and then we treat it with contempt, he knows. He knows. Like faithful and little, much will be given. You know, if you want to give us much, otherwise we'll just be faithful and the little. Because it's an honor to be a lamp, to be a light. So we're going to shine for you. We're just going to trust you for the change. We're going to trust you that you're working. We're just going to be what we're supposed to be. We'll do what we're supposed to do, and God, you'll do what you, only you can do. And so we let God be God. You know, don't treat it as natural. If we do, we will function naturally rather than supernaturally. We'll actually function in our role day after day naturally. It'll be all natural. You can be in the ministry, and it's all natural. You can show up to church every day, natural, because you view it as natural. I just got a job there. Out in the workforce, you just view it as natural wherever you are. At school, it's just natural, but it's different. When you understand that the Lord has placed you there, and you function supernaturally, no matter where you find yourself, honor the lampstand the Lord has set you on. I want to say tonight, don't look down upon your lampstand. Recognize it as the very action of God. And shine, illuminate, draw attention, gain attention, command action, affect environment, affect motion, push back darkness. Now tonight, are there baskets that need to come off? Attitudes that need to change, or divine placement that needs to be viewed as exactly that, divine. It really is amazing that the Lord makes us light, and that the Lord gets lampstands ready for us. He actually gets positions ready for us. He gets places ready for us. He goes before us. He takes such attention to detail, it's amazing that he places us right where he needs us. So the question tonight, knowing he has placed us, will we do what light is meant to do? D.L. Moody said these words, we are told to let our light shine. And if it does, we won't need to tell anybody it does. Lighthouses don't fire cannons to call attention to their shining. They just shine. You know, <laughs> real silly, but I like candles, and so I light some. I've never had a candle flame yell out at me, hey, I'm lit. You know, we just take things for granted. But the truth is, I mean, it's just there to shine. It's there just to be light. And my how light affects our lives, even naturally. It's incredible. Can you imagine if you woke up tomorrow and you had no electricity in your house? Some of you don't have a matchstick in your house. You got nothing. You'd be scrambling to find the barbecue lighter, hoping you have a candle. If you don't have a candle, stop, buy a candle. You never know what could happen. We live in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. There could be just a giant snowstorm tonight. Lord, please no. But we need spray real bad. I got the amens there. Hallelujah. 
But you think of how it affects our lives, and it really does. It changes our day. This city would be absolute chaos without light tomorrow. Even if the sun was shining, if all other lights went out, it'd be chaos. If the traffic lights went out, it'd be chaos. It'd just be madness. But I just love that it says lighthouses don't fire cannons to call attention to their shining. You don't need to walk into your place of education and start firing off cannons. Yelling at everybody in turn or burn and all that stuff. I mean, if God releases you to do it, hallelujah, run with the Spirit. But, you know, just shine. People will take notice. People will come. People will be affected by our living and our doing. Because it's, it's not natural, it's divine. John Hagee said, the fundamental principle of Christianity is to be what God is. And he is light. I think we just get it too complicated. Like, what is, what's Christianity? And we want to talk about all the fundamentals. And, well, the fundamental principle of Christianity is to be what God is. Light. And then we dive deeper and we figure out what that's all about. But that's what he's called us to. We can have the worship team return tonight. I really want to encourage us, just, just begin to thank God for making us light. Just begin to thank him for making you light. Begin to thank him for the lampstand that he has placed you on. Cover it with words of honor. You might be in a place right now, and you're speaking words that are not words of honor. You're not covering it with honor. And maybe God's looking down at you, and he's saying, you can't cover this position with honor, and you want that? Really? Cover this with honor. God is a God of promotion, but he doesn't mess around. He's not coming in, okay, you treat this with disdain, contempt, you think this is natural, but oh, missionary, that's natural, but if I could get you to be a king, then you're going to treat it with honor? I just pray that you look at your left and I don't know what it is and I don't know where you're at. And this just doesn't speak to occupation. This speaks to a lot of areas tonight, wherever you are. It speaks to a lot of environments. It speaks to a circle of friends. It speaks to family units tonight, people that don't know the gospel. Don't look down on your lampstand. Honor it. Speak words of honor over it. Pray that your light will give light to all that are in whatever house you've been placed in. And again, that can speak to many things tonight. And I encourage us all, you know, if we feel hidden, can we know tonight that we are not hidden? That God has us on display? When I look at your life and you think, well, I'm hidden. I'm just in the back stocking shelves. Or I'm at a real big school. Or I'm whatever. Whatever it is tonight, you're on display. Just remain humble. Speak words of honor over the lampstand. Get up in the morning, look in the mirror and say, I am light. You are light. God has made you light. See your life through the eyes of the Lord. Amen. Relax and let God be God. Just shine faithfully. Wow that many would turn to know the Lord. Let's stand.
just as the team just sings this out real quick, we're going to close. We'll pray. Just take a moment. Would you just even voice it to the Lord? You don't have to do it loudly. That's not what we're talking about. Just say, Lord, I thank you tonight that I am light. And you can just, you can expand on that and expound on that. Thank you for the light you've made me. God, I don't want to be somebody else. You've made me unique. And you put your light in me. You've made me light. Thank you for the power that the light has, Lord. And then begin to thank him for the lampstand. And you can just go down the list of your life. These are the lampstands. These are what they are. This is what the lampstand of my life looks like. And just begin to pour honor over it just for a few minutes. You don't have to sing the words. The band will do that. We'll close in prayer. Just begin to pour honor on what God has given you. Pour honor on it. Honor the Lord right now with your words. Thank you, God.